Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Taco Shell. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. First of all, before we even jump in anywhere, thank you to Kyle McCowan. Yes, thank you, Kyle McCowan. Uh, This is very exciting. Listen to how gently we began this episode. Yeah, it was sort of a, first of all, we'd like to thank. Yeah, it was was very NPR. And then, well, well, you did it. And then my voice comes barreling through like Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. The initial topic that Kyle suggested was taco shell soft or hard. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think we should expand this to be best taco shell because there are a lot of different – I mean, there's corn, there's flour, there's you yeah. know, Dorito. There's a lot to discuss. So I think <laughs> if we made it just best taco shell – Are those the three? Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Fair there's enough. There's soft. There's hard. Now, but is, corn. Is, the word, is the word shell in and of itself, is it biased? Oh, because shell makes you think hard. Yeah, a shell makes me think of a hard taco or a tostada bowl, which – no, it's not going to be the tostada bowl. The that's world not, that's no the shell. world's least salad salad. <laughs> like any salad where you can where the bowl is fried and edible is not a salad. But also when the when the base is not lettuce but meat. That is delicious though. I mean, yeah, they're very good. But they're not remotely what we're talking about today. Sure, but we're very supportive of the tostada salad bowl in general. Is that is that fair to say? Ah, I know we don't get political on this show, but I feel it's like time. that's yet another one of the things that got ruined. Tostada shells? The taco bowl. Yeah, okay. That's fair. You know what I mean? I was like, Gah. I do know what you mean. I do know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, say no more. We're You know what? We're going to come away from the tostada. We have no official stance on this time at the tostada bowl, and that's not what we're here to discuss, as you pointed out already. We're here to talk right. about taco shells. And you texted me before we started, and you said... <laughs> yes, I did. Let me find... I want to pull the exact find, quote. Oh, the history lesson. Quote? Yes, you said, oh, the history lesson you're about to get. Do you want to oh, start yeah. with your history lesson? Do we want to go back in time? Let's start back in time, Hal. Okay, set the stage. We're going to go back to... Well, we can go way, way back. Which version of back... How far back do you want to go? Do you want to go back to the uh, ancient native populations of Central and Lower North America uh, in Mexico and Central America? These populations... No, I do. Good. These populations were the first ones to take corn and make it into flatbread tortillas. I see. So the original tortilla... Now, you're already... Because there's corn and flour, the two basic kinds of It's basically, of I feel like this is what it's going to come down to is corn or flour. And then we'll, you know, if there's, if there's an outlier, like if Best Dorito comes in and swoops in at the end and wins, I'm going to be so happy. But I don't know if that's sure. going to happen. The Dorito Locos yeah. taco shell. And weirdly, okay. uh, Taco Bell and Glenn Bell come up frequently in the history of the taco. Um, Shocking. I know, right? Uh, so the, the, the corn tortillas had been going since way back when. But the history of the taco is actually not terribly old as far as it having the name taco and it being exactly what we know and love now. 
Okay. Uh, it was always street food. It sort of began in ancient times all the way up through, and we've talked before about the San Antonio Chili Queens. Uh, the San Antonio mm-hmm. Chili Queens also sold street food, street tacos, which was just meat and spices stuffed into a, not stuffed into, but atop a corn tortilla. The word taco and the popularization of the taco, actually, I love this, came from the 19th century when in Mexico, they were mining silver, like post-industrial revolution, silver mines were booming in Mexico. Mm. And the taco was the little wad of paper and gunpowder. So basically the first tacos were little paper tortillas filled with gunpowder filling and stuffed inside to inside rocks to blow holes in mines. That's where the name taco came from. Originally the food which became popular with the laborers because it was super easy to eat were called tacos de mineros which okay. was uh, miners tacos, tacos de minero, meaning the little wad of paper and the the food looked like those folded up. So, yes. cut to a few years later uh, in the United States, in between 1910 and 1920, a lot of Mexican immigrants moved to the United States, specifically Los Angeles, mm-hmm. you know, and in their neighborhood, they sold these tacos as street food. Then along comes Glenn Bell in the 1950s, around the same time McDonald's is happening. And Glenn Bell realizes that uh, Mexicans in LA are just selling tacos to other Mexicans, like it hasn't moved into the white population. So Glenn Bell co-ops it basically and uh and starts Taco Bell. He brings franchising to Mexican street food. Then he claimed that he also invented the hard shell taco, which is apparently not true. Uh but he popularized it. Shock. I know, right? He popularized the hard shell taco and then lots of Mexican restaurants started frying their taco shells beforehand into that U shape that has become the ubiquitous Hard shell taco. Uh, so that really didn't start until the 1950s. But do you know who first brought, before the Spanish brought flour to uh, native populations? Mm-hmm. Originally, it was all corn. Sure. The Spanish conquistadors moved into Mexico. And because the Eucharist was done with flour and they didn't trust this savage corn at first, they introduced flour tortillas is one of the legends of how flour tortillas came about. But... I found research online that before the Spanish got there, in the early days of uh, exploration, so I guess maybe the Spanish had already gotten there, but along the same time, in the 1500s, you know who brought the flour tortilla to Mexico, my friend? Amerigo Vespucci? Your people. Not my people, your people. My people? Sephardic Jews moved into uh, Mexico, one of the first immigrant groups, and they brought unleavened bread made with flour. Uh, matzah? Yeah, but they, they would make it there and it would be, and you know, whatever their version of it became, mm. uh, the flour tortilla, along with the Spaniards. Basically, uh, Christians and Jews moved into this area and worked together to, uh, displace corn as the popular tortilla of choice. So high five. Yeah, high five on that one. By the way, do you ever notice that sometimes this podcast becomes sober history? A little bit, yeah. Uh, look, I it's what that. I've been doing at the top of Pod and Treasure too. I like, I just love history stories. I'll do them drunk or sober. I don't care. Sure, I know. I just occurred to me. I was like, oh, I wonder if he was drunk, how this story would go. <laughs> and then the Jews. So then Glenn Bell yeah. is like, give me that Mexico. <laughs> the corn tortilla was the first tortilla. Then came the flour tortilla. Did you know who brought it? <laughs> Amerigo Vespucci. No, nope, the Jews. The Jews. The Jews did it. Here's one for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is a little bit of local lore for where we are. Do you know the first time the burrito appeared on a menu? 
Also a popular Mexican food, made more popular because of its portability during the Mexican-American War at the end of the 19th century, turn of the 20th. When did it first appear here in uh, Southern yes. California or just in, in America, when, the in, United States? In the United States. Uh, this is – I mean there are disputes about it, but this is the sure. first like official one that I found online. On a menu? I'm going to guess – Burrito appeared on a menu in a uh, in an English language uh, Mexican restaurant. 1965. Earlier, the 30s. Really? Early 1930s at El Cholo. You've been to El Cholo, I'm sure. It was right by our old second city. Yes, I have. So we used to go there all the time. Wow. There you go. Who knew? So that's most of the extent of the taco history I know, which also makes, in my opinion, uh, the corn shell hard to beat. It is hard to beat. But let's talk. That's true. That's true. Uh, By the way, they called – when Glenn Bell opened his restaurant – Mm-hmm. Uh, his first restaurant was called Bell's Drive-In and Tacotilla, which was in mm-hmm. San Bernardino. Then the first Taco which Bell – Which Tacotilla means Aunt Taco, right? Yeah. Good old Aunt Taco <laughs> or Taco Aunt. Or that'd be Tia Taco. Yeah, Tia Taco. <laughs> this taco is my aunt. It's yeah. a different – very important. Then uh, in 62, the first Taco Bell opens in Downey, California, but the customers called them Tacos. Oh, jeez. Because it was a drive through Yes. Amazing. <laughs> that's right you could take them with you i mean yeah. i think i'm maybe i'm giving them too much credit yeah for that no well I, i'm sure that everybody that pulled in was like taco oh you mean like that little wad of gunpowder that they used to blow uh holes into the caves in mexico yeah by the way it's interesting to look at taco bell's time like the things they think are important <laughs> so they have, uh, of course, in 1978, Glenn Bell sells 868 Taco Bell restaurants to PepsiCo and becomes a shareholder. In 84, this, if we fast forward, nothing of note happens for six years. And then the taco, sal- the taco salad and Taco Bell Grande are introduced. But in okay. 1989. What is, the taco Bell, what is the Taco Bell Grande? By the way, is it, you said Bell Grande like it was one word. Like, it is. It is one uh, word. It is. Bell Grande. So like, like Belgrade, but with an N in the middle. Correct. Okay. I, I would assume it's a large taco. Okay. 1989. This is a very big leap. Taco Bell pioneers the concept of linking fast food marketing promotions with major movie blockbusters. Ooh. Its Batman promotion is a huge success, placing Taco Bell in the spotlight. I don't know if it did. I don't know if that's true. I certainly don't remember any advertising around that. If you do remember and you're listening, post some promotional items. But I have a collection of Star Wars glasses and Superman glasses that would beg to differ that in 1989, <laughs> Taco Bell all of a sudden pioneered the concept of fast food marketing promotions and movie blockbusters. I also have E.T. glasses. I mean, come on. Yeah. Ridiculous. Burger yeah, King well, and McDonald's maybe. did it first. All right. What did they do? Do you remember? Because they, they, they're for like – Batman? Taco Bell's in the spotlight. Do you remember anything? In fact, let's – Batman, Taco Bell. There's no way. Taco Bell is it? Taco Bell is in the spotlight. Ridiculous. Um, There's com- oh, wait, they, they big plastic are you look- cups. Are you looking? Are you looking at pictures right now? Or are you asking me what they have? I w- asking you if you remember, but now I'm looking. They had the giant plastic cups. Maybe mm-hmm. they did that first, but then they had uh, <laughs> French fries. Oh no, cinnamon twists in a in a cardboard sleeve with the Batman logo on it. I mean, look. Cinnamon twist, like bat, bat cinnamon twist seems like something that the Adam West Batman would have. Like if he had shark repellent bat spray on that boat when they were just cruising, he was probably like, Hey man, hand me some of those, uh, bat cinnamon twists. Yeah, exactly. 
he, he just adds he, bat in front of everything. But let's go grab some tacos. Yeah. <laughs> some cinnamon tacos. Oh, do you remember Batman cereal? That I remember. What? No. What was in Batman cereal? It was, uh, it was like a sweet corn, like a sweeter, uh, less crunchy Captain Crunch. Okay. But in the shape of the Wait, sweeter than Captain Crunch? It was sweeter. Holy cow. And Captain Crunch is already what the dentist gives you to get you hooked on going to the dentist. Exactly. <laughs> and less, less crunchy. Yeah. But Jeez. The, they were bat symbols. Did they also stick to the roof of your mouth? Uh, Captain Crunch style in that gross, like, well, now my mouth hurts all day. Yeah. They became gummy immediately. Like it was all the bad stuff of Captain Crunch without any of the good stuff, but it was shaped like Batman. Oh, hold on. There's a picture of Batman holding a taco. Will you that's not focus, from, focus on the show instead of just That's not from this. That's just George Clooney's Batman. Batman with a glove holding a taco in front of it. All right. <laughs> By the way, this partnership lasted through all four films, including 1997's Batman and Robin. So if you wanted a collector's cup with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze on it, you're in luck. Mm. It's probably on eBay. Oh, good. Uh, we should just get the whole collection. We should see. I wonder if there's anybody out there who has a full collection of fast food movie tie-in items. Like, I remember the, the, uh, the 1999 Godzilla. They had like straw. That was the first time I remember seeing like straw monsters. Do you remember uh-huh. these for a little while? Yeah, I don't even know if they still have those. It was like, oh, there's Godzilla climbing up my straw. And I was like, that's kind of neat. And then another <laughs> movie came out that did the same thing. And I'm like, all right, grew from Despicable Me climbing my straw doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, why is that? Godzilla, it makes sense. Oh, a little tiny Godzilla. Look at him. He thinks it's a building. It got really weird when they did it with Vera Farmiga in Up in the Air. <laughs> Because on the bottom of the straw is the husband that she didn't tell George Clooney about. You don't find out, so you take the lid off your drink. By the way, yeah, the, those up in that, that that hole up in the air tie-in. That the, well, the Happy Meal toys were amazing. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear uh, just a couple more moments in Taco Bell history? <laughs> do I not want to hear this? Come on. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Taco Bell, 1991. Yeah. <laughs> Taco Bell launches new express business to serve hungry people on the go. Unlike wait, all Taco the people, Bell wasn't already <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those people who couldn't wait the extra ninety <laughs> seconds to get their food finally an opportunity. I guess they shot it out of a t-shirt cannon into their face. <laughs> then, Just burri- up to burrito cannon straight into your mouth. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is probably how they delivered this in 1998. Gorditas burst onto the fast food scene and become a nationwide sensation. Don't put gordita and burst in the same sentence. But I think, oh man, there's a lot of. Uh oh boy, there's so many good. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> a couple more. I'm gonna go forward in time and then okay. back in time. By the way, there are more things on the timeline for Taco Bell's history than ingredients in any Taco Bell ever. It's the same twelve ingredients that they use for everything. Well, that's good. Oh, I they guess. have. Uh, they actually have. No, no. Well, all, all, right, of these no, are just re- all of these are just repackagings of the same ingredients. Okay, 2017. Wedding bells are ringing as Taco Bell begins hosting weddings at the Las Vegas Cantina. Okay. And also, same year. This is a huge year for Taco Bell, 2017. Was it Ta- where they, they introduced the cantina? Have you ever been to a Taco Bell cantina, by the way? No. I. Why would I do that? Is it a sit-down restaurant of Taco Bell food? Yeah. Why would I do that? The whole because point is can, well, I don't want to be there. there. Oh, I see. 
Listen, you can sneak anything in a paper bag into a Taco Bell. There's nothing sadder than than spending a lot of time at a Taco Bell, and it gets worse when you're there to drink. Yeah. Hey, man. Normally, you let's drink- go to a bar tonight. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Gather up everybody and meet at Taco Bell. Yeah. Isn't it a snake eating its own tail because you drink because you're in a Taco Bell, but you're in the Taco Bell because you can drink? Yeah, pretty much. They're not like Taco Bell has been the most often – it's the most often stopped at drive through for designated drivers, I think. Yeah, that's true. And um, late at night, it's good. All right, hold on. 2017. I have a okay. few more. I'm sorry. Taco Bell released <laughs> its first ever retail collaboration. Do you know who the collaboration was with? 7-Eleven. Forever 21 times Taco Bell. <laughs> the men's collection completely sold out online within the first day. And I don't want to look it up, but I assume it would be like – an a t-shirt that looks like a hot, like a sausage, like a hot sauce packet. Yeah, uh, almost in a sausage packet. Which, if those don't exist, come on. World. <laughs> Moving back in time in 2012, Taco Bell helicopters 10,000 Doritos Locos Tacos to the remote town of Bethel, Alaska. Okay, no reason why. Sure. T- 2004, Taco Bell introduces the Mountain Dew Baja Blast, Ooh. which is in all caps with a. Only exclamation point, I think, in the whole thing. And then How the last are you, one. This is, this is a timeline. I've never heard anyone read a timeline by just jumping around to random points on it. Well, I, I took you forward in time, then I jumped to the future, and now I'm bringing you back to what maybe is the fulcrum of Taco Bell's history. You're the Doc Brown of quesadillas. Please yeah. continue. In 2001, Taco Bell promises a free taco to everyone in the U.S., if the falling space station mirror hits the floating Taco Bell target. What? Thank you. Yeah, you're supposed to – you're asking all the right questions right now. <laughs> the oh, That's the entirety of the questions. What? Yes. They put a target out because Mir was falling to Earth and they tried to turn it – weren't they also the ones that were trying to put a billboard on the moon or something or project something onto the moon? Was that also I Taco don't know, Bell? Man. Like they're really leaning into this "we are food for stoners" thing. Really? Yeah. Really. Let's, really put, really. A, let's put a thing on the moon. Hand me another taco. We call them tacos, man. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know what um, I'll that. tell you something very recent on the Taco Bell timeline that just happened two days ago. Uh oh. Or I just heard about it two days ago. Okay. Um, taco Bell is running out of tortillas. So this is a timely episode. What? There's a huge Taco Bell tortilla shortage right now. They have their stockpile of tortillas is down to 50%. I do not know why, because I'd need a a subscription to the Wall Street Journal to read the rest of that particular article. And I don't have one. But I will find out. Boy, this is very recent news. This is very recent. This is just like I heard it on Marketplace the other day. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I actually got viscerally concerned. Because I thought, well, I have to go to Taco Bell right now. I did that yesterday, actually. Uh, I found out through the Nextdoor app, which is usually just, you know, people saying, there's a homeless person in my neighborhood. Someone kick him out. But sometimes it does good things. And one of the good things it told me was that Boston Market in my neighborhood was closing that day, was closing yesterday. So I don't know why I felt compelled to rush over to Boston Market, a place I have not eaten at in about a decade, to get cornbread and chicken. Wait a minute. Which one was closing? The one on Riverside in Toluca Lake. 
The one near where Fred Nanny used to live? Yeah. No. Just Clay. Today it's gone. Yesterday it was there. Today it's gone. I'm it's, so sorry that you had to find out this way. Should I have gone there more? Sometimes when yeah. I was when I wasn't on the slow carb diet, I would go there after an audition because it's also close to my agent is very close mm-hmm. to where you live, yeah. and I would go there to eat, and it was so good. Yeah. I feel like I didn't do enough to save it. Rest in peace, Boston Market. By the way, this tortilla shortage is not affecting Cadoba Grills or Chipotle. Hey, that's good to know. So something funky is going on with whatever weird factory Taco Bell's tortilla. And it's only some of their places. But they're encouraging people mm-hmm. to order non, non-tortilla-based non items like the Power Menu Bowl or the Cheesy Man, Gordita Crunch. Goes- yeah, the, I've, I've seen that they were really pitching that Gordita. Uh, cause I guess those are that, every, that's a totally different shell that not a ton of people are into, I guess. So they have, look at all these gordita shells we got, man. Uh, is it the, let, you know what? Let's get back. That brings us back to the topic. Is it sure. the gordita shell? I don't know. It's, not. I don't know. Can what we the eliminate sh- that? I have to see it. Let me look at the, oh, God, no. The gordita shell is basically like a flour tortilla that's been deep fried. They're like, hey, do, do you want a big, do you want a big greasy pastry? Uh, as your yeah, not like a real. It's yeah, it's a weird airy. I'm not a fan. A gordita is a stuffed pastry. It, a pastry. It's more like an empanada than it is like exactly. a taco. Which I guess is Taco Bell's uh, answer to the empanada. But Taco Bell surrounds it with like a pita, right? It's uh, it's maybe sort of. shaped like a taco, but it's a pita. Yeah, it's, yeah, a it's pita. like I'm looking like, at it. Yeah, it's. It, it, by the way, here's another – now I'm going to have all kinds of weird little history stuff that pops into my brain. Pita was introduced into Mexico in the 1950s when a bunch of Lebanese immigrants moved to Mexico. Okay. So they brought with them pita and also uh, lamb to stuff it. Mexicans swapped out the lamb for pork and invented tacos al pastor. Mm. Uh, so tacos al pastor, if you like pork tacos, weirdly, uh, you have Lebanon to thank. Thank you, Lebanon. Right on. Yeah, the gordita. gordita. No, it's not the gordita. It's not the double-decker taco. That's not the best taco shell, which is maybe. I don't know. I don't think it is. Which is a taco shell uh, slathered in uh, refried beans, and then another uh, soft taco shell is glued to the hard taco shell with the refried beans on the outside. Boy, this (laughs) description of a gordito superior. It says Greco Bell, too. Greco Bell. This like this is such a meandering. I mean, it, it's an interesting. Look, they're trying. Are to you do, on? How are you somewhere in the dark web? Are you trapped? Have you been ensnared in the dark web? And a, a scary spider is about to eat you. Uh, yeah, I'm half in the Taco Bell website and half in National Air Traffic Control. <laughs> Welcome to the dark web, but you can't separate them. Everything is everything. Oh god! But it's a very weird thing that starts with if it walks like a duck quacks like a duck because they're like it may look like a taco it may be shaped like it it may be stuffed like it but this is no taco it's a gordita which i guess a proper gordita is stuffed like you said it's more of a pastry like a stuffed meat pastry can i tell you uh, yes. about the time that uh gordita was my nickname sure because uh <laughs> look my family we've uh we've had we've had our ups and downs with weight the whole family sure so my brother in college got himself a nickname. And, oh, man, if he listens to this, he's going to be so pissed. He will. <laughs> yeah. Got himself a nickname, 
which meant when I came to visit him, I got the junior version of his nickname. Oh, no. So to all of my brother's friends, I was Lil Fatty. And, and Lil Fatty in Spanish is, of course, Gordita. Wow. Yeah. That's eh, cool. It's it a term of affection. They're all very nice people. You know what? And by the way, by the way, everybody is and was even then roughly the same size. Yeah, I gotta say, I can't stand when people call you an insult and then say, it's a term of affection. I'm just calling you little moron. Yeah. Cause I love you. Yeah. I think it's like Liz Lemon's boyfriend who called her, hey, dummy. Yeah. No, that's not good. That's a red, that is the reddest of flags. Yeah. There's a blood red flag. But also this gordita and the gordita crunch wrap, by the way, the cheese gordita. gordita. It's so, just a gordita with a. It's just a gordita with a taco inside. It's a gordita. So you have the gord the pita basically, the gordita yeah. pita with the cheese on it, and then that's wrapped around a regular old taco. Yeah, that's not. If you're having a tortilla shortage, that doesn't solve. Why would you sell the crunchy ones? Just say, listen, we yeah. got a bunch of pitas here. You want us to yeah, pretend I that think that's they're a taco? To, they're trying to push those. They really like any opportunity they can get to make people order a gordita. They will try. I prefer like, that one that's out of it is like drive up, cup your hands, and we're just we'll, gonna, just, we'll just dump some meat. Yeah, get, get some meatheads <laughs> and then and then eat out of your hands like a pig. Yeah, like the pig you are. How dare you? You be nice. I like you, tacos, and I, I do too. Well. I like Taco Bell, but also I never feel good. After I've no. eaten there or before I – even the – like if I anticipate eating at a Taco Bell, like, there's a – this is a bad idea. I'm – at least half of my mind is like, why are you excited about this? <laughs> you're, you're worth more. You're better yeah. than this. So everybody – I say that to all of you. doesn't mean don't eat Taco Bell. Enjoy it. And yet – But also get a good home-cooked meal, everyone. Feel good about other things too. Yeah. There's so much great food out there. There's so much. I'm so hungry right now. I've not eaten yet today. I had two hard-boiled egg whites. Yesterday was cheat day. So this diet I'm on Mm -hmm. is like six days a week. But then the seventh day is cheat day. And you're encouraged on the cheat day to really go nuts. What? Why? Like, whatever, like, I don't know. I mean, I understand the concept of a cheat day. But the like, you know what? Eat as much as you can. I think it's because whatever process they're trying to kick your body into, it's like you're restarting it every week. So instead of doing it and then it sort of peters out, it's like you're – and it's worked. I've lost I think 13, 14 pounds in three weeks. Good job, buddy. But it's nice to have – like yesterday I ate so much that I was like, I used to eat like this all the time and I cannot take it now. Mm-hmm. Three weeks in. That's very, very good. That's very good. But I I'm did – in my, in my mind – thank you. In my mind, part of it was like, I'm going to go to Taco Bell and get a Doritos Locos Taco because I do love that except here's the problem – Here's why I would eliminate that shell too as thin. much as I love it. It's too thick. Exactly. Way like a real, thin. a real Dorito is thick, right? I think – no, I think that it's just the size of it. You know what? It seems thinner because it's so much bigger than a Dorito. But I think Doritos are pretty thin. They're not as thin as these though. These yeah, feel man. That's made, they're not going to call it a Doritos Locos Taco if it ain't made with an actual Dorito. But couldn't it be a slightly thicker – couldn't it have the thickness of a Dorito? Do you think that they took a one single Dorito and just kept flattening it until it was uh, taco shell size? That's what it looks like. It's so thin. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's regular Dorito thickness. 
Get, get a bag of Doritos and you'll see. I'm looking at it right now on the website and you can see you how can't thin tell it is. How, you can't tell how thick a tortilla is by looking at a website. Oh, the hell you can't. I can see. You're on drugs. I, yeah. The drugs of <laughs> being awesome and knowing about Doritos. Yeah. Can I tell you what my personal favorite uh, taco shell is? Sure. If you go to a combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell, ask for a personal pan pizza and ask them not to cut it. Then get one regular taco, Mm. put it in the middle of that personal pan pizza, fold the whole thing in half. You have the perfect combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell taco shell. It's a double, it's a double decker taco, but the outer decker is an entire personal pan pizza. Wow. I salute you. Cause those you know, man. personal pan pizzas are thick, right? They're pretty thick. Does it crush the shell? Do of course it does. Does quickly? it matter? No, not really. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Would yeah. you do it a Dorito in the middle? Have man, you done that you, one? You, I don't know. That would just crumble into dust. Right. But imagine <laughs> Dorito topping on a pizza. Doritos Locos Taco. The combination Pizza Hut, Doritos, Loco, Taco Bell, Taco, Shell. That's got to be the winner, right? The pizza? Is I think the best so. Taco shell. That's the winner. Yeah, asked and answered. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Ah! Now, look, we got to get down to this. We've been going for a while now. we gotta, we got to really get to this. I agree with you, Mark. I feel like the, I agree with you 100%. I'm going to read more things off of the Taco Bell. I'm going to read you one more thing. In 2019, Taco Bell Jeez. encouraged us to take a quick break so you could hear from other Maximum Fun podcasts. And then we'll come back, and this will be on the timeline as well. And Hasta we'll pronto. Decide. Here we go. Vamanos. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man, it sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes, and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. We're back. All right, this is what I think we have to decide. Okay. Is corn or flour? That's going to eliminate some of the outlier ones uh, because they're really two different versions of the corn tortilla. Uh, but I, 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 I still stand. I still stand that corn is going to be difficult to beat. You've got you can have it soft if it if they're steamed tortillas like a uh, taco sal carbon Mexican style street tacos in L.A. Okay, uh, you can have the pre-fried U-shaped. Glenn Bell appropriated taco shell and then reappropriated by Mexico. I think the versatility of the corn tortilla, the history of the corn tortilla, 
And also for me, just the the mouthfeel of it, like the crunch. Like I feel like a soft taco is just an incomplete burrito. Like it feels okay. like a burrito that was just folded instead of rolled. Uh, but the hard shell sense, taco. I hear you saying. The hard shell taco to me is what I think of. A, it's what I think of when I think of like, if somebody said draw a taco, I'm going to draw a corn tortilla hard shell taco. Sure. That is the standard taco look. Here's the, here's in, the weird in thing. What, what is the, what argument does the soft taco have? This is my, I don't know if it's an argument. This is just a point to consider. Because okay. I don't know, I don't know quite where I sit. I'm kind of torn. Uh, when it comes to soft tacos, I think. Oh, if it's kind of torn, just get a different tortilla. Exactly. The, the taco will be terrible. Well, it's all going to be torn no matter what. Torn and cracked and fall apart immediately. Oh, that's the Doritos Locos. <laughs> that's the Doritos standard. That is, yeah. that is the normal corn <laughs> crispy. If, you, if I were you to remember back when John Rockefeller invented standard Dorito? <laughs> when he first struck that, that pocket of Doritos in the yeah, earth and they flew exactly. out? Of course. He hit it with a pickaxe and then all those Doritos just shot out that hole up like a geyser. I saw There Will Be Blood. I know the story. Yeah. I think – I drink your Baja Blast. <laughs> I drink it up. <laughs> You have a Gordita, and I have a Gordita, <laughs> and my fork goes across the room. If I'm going to have a soft shell taco, I would Ooh, vastly prefer. A... Okay, I, that's I, a that's a pejorative way to put it. I, no, not at all. If I'm going, if if that's the plan, sometimes if I want willing. To, if I'm willing to have one, no. If I want one, I said not willing oh. to. I think if, if I'm willing to have one. I'm always willing to have one. If I yeah. if what I want is a soft shell taco, I will choose flour over corn every time. Because because a soft shell corn taco is mealy and chewy in a bad way mm. where it I don't think it melds with the flavor of whatever is in the taco. The flour I, I would think, say that I would say for me I'd say that for uh like a taco that's got all of the fixins in it like uh or or, or like if I'm going to have street tacos, I want them on corn tortillas. But I get your point. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. Can you guess, by the way, what I want on my taco when I get a taco? Plain. Uh, meat and cheese. And to- and tomatoes. And tomatoes. Okay. The more I think about it, though, the more – every time I have lettuce on something, I enjoy it. And I keep wondering why I fight it. So maybe I'll stop. it's green. <laughs> no, I love green. I love salads. I just don't like lettuce on everything. Like I don't like it on a burger because it gets like warm and wet. Yeah. That warm, wet lettuce. Though, if you slide, burger. if you slide a lettuce leaf underneath a burger patty, it keeps the bottom bun from getting soggy. So I always do my lettuce on the bottom. I like a soggy bun. Oh, see, soggy bun grosses me out. I will stop eating if the bun gets soggy. That's like dipping. It's, it becomes like a French dip. No, it becomes a hard to eat wet sandwich. Mmm, wet sandwiches are good. <laughs> Clearly, you don't appreciate. A good wet sandwich. To be fair, in in uh, in Chicago, whenever I would go get an Italian beef sandwich, and even now when I go to Portillo's and get them, I always get them specifically dry. Okay, and then you dip, and then no, I get the jus on the side, and then I either pour a little on or dip a little. Isn't it weird that we came back to the jus when the jus were the ones that brought flour tortillas? <laughs> the South America. Oh, dang it, Hal. What I'm saying in a I'm larger so sense. I'm so mad at you right now. The gummy – I like the gumminess of a of a soft flour tortilla. If I'm getting a hard tortilla, the yeah. only choice really is corn. 
Yeah. See, I don't like the, the gumminess to me. I'm like, everything inside a taco is soft. The meat, the cheese, the tomatoes, everything soft. This is in your version, meat, cheese, tomatoes. Yes. Um, I would like, I think the crunch is uh, necessary. Okay. For me. Uh, let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, do you, you like tortilla chips, right? I do. Do you like tortilla? Do you ever buy the ones that have either low salt or no salt? Um, no. Have you had them before, though? Maybe. I mean, I've also just fried up tortillas at home and had those without salt. How do they taste? I like them. I like that corn taste. I don't need the salt, honestly. Do you dip it in something, though? Or do you just eat it? I can just eat them. I'm a little really? weird like that, though, I guess. That's bland. It just feels so bland to me. Maybe I like salt. See, but also, would, would you eat just a flour tortilla plain? No. You know what I mean? Well. Also, let's talk nutrition, I? because a corn tortilla is way better for you than a, uh, like a burrito tortilla. As far as, you're on this low-carb diet right now. There's something like, you know, like a slice of bread is, what, 15 grams of carb. Uh, okay. a, a tortilla is something like 60. Like it's crazy because it's just yeah. super compact and pressed. Go big or go home. Yeah, that's not. <sighs> By the way, I, I don't know what is going on right now, but mm-hmm. somebody is making something in another apartment in my building uh-huh. and it smells so good. And I've closed all doors and windows <laughs> and I don't know what it is. But it's torture. What is it? Okay, let's see if we can figure out what it is. What flavors do you smell? Okay, it's right now as we are recording, it is eleven thirteen on a Sunday morning. So it could be a brunch thing. Yes. Could what be. do you smell? Let's see, the first thing in my brain was this taco meat. Like that well, smell of we've taco been seasoning. About tacos. I think that's why. Because it could it- also be because it is a Sunday and we do live in Southern California. Somebody could be prepping a big uh like Mexican food barbecue. It could be that. I also think it's slightly burned toast, which is weird. Oh, you're having a stroke. Yeah, that's it. I'm having a stroke is what I'm saying. Anyway. You smell, ta- you smell taco meat and then toast. People of the world. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, we lost him. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's like a toast thing. Maybe somebody's making avocado toast or something. But for a moment, I smelled and desired tacos in a very strong way. <laughs> also, when you smell something, yes. do you always do like the full sniff noise? Or is that just for the show? I think I do. I think I – well, let me think. Because that's like that's like a cartoon smelling something. Yeah. Like if I smell something, I, I like to take a slow one. You know what I mean? Like a – all right, that's how I'd smell something. But it's like the voiceover artists. I'm smelling something. Yeah, I go. Uh, I go like this <laughs> when it's really me by myself. I go. <laughs> oh, that's because you're a because you're a puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I figure out what it is, I'm like. <laughs> Pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Are you listening, voiceover community? Are you of Hollywood? hearing this? How's your uh, how's your Emmy push going? By the way, I don't know. Here's the weird thing about the Emmys. If any of you are aware, the the category that I'm up for, which is outstanding character voiceover performance, normally the way it works is people are broken up into peer groups. So the performers vote on all the performing stuff, directors on directing, and then that determines the short list of nominees, which right. are open to the entire Academy for voting. The voiceover, and all I wanted was a picture of my name on the website, just as proof that I was there. 
I don't hold. Look, everybody wants just to know that they exist. Yeah, in my head, at the same time, I've I'm accepting the Emmy on stage and giving a speech, mm-hmm. and fully aware that the chances of my being a final nominee are slim to none. But I found out. Well, what, I think you should be a nominee because you're great on the show. Well, thank you, thank you very much. Anyway, continue. So I I was asking everybody, like I texted Paget about it and and Busy, and nobody had my name. They they didn't have the category. And then I, I texted Yuri Lowenthal, who is a prolific and greatly talented voiceover actor who is long overdue to be on this show. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't find it either. So I called the Academy. And he's Superman. He's Superman. He's Ben 10. Yeah. You mean Spider-Man? No, he was Superman for a while. Oh, he's Spider-Man He's also too. Spider-Man in that killer new game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, with previous guest Darren T'Pol as J. Jonah Jameson. That's right. And uh, Bill um, – Bill, uh, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm blanking on his last name. Doc Ock in that game is brilliant. Bill Farmer? Bill, no, not Bill Farmer. Oh, Salyers. Bill Salyers. There you go. Also, yeah, great performance by Bill Salyers. So good. So I called the Academy to find out what was going on. They were like, oh, your, your category is done by panel. It's one of the few that's done that way. Mm. And people volunteer to be judges on this. Uh, some of them are from the voice, voice performers group. All volunteer. General performer. Right. Are you a member of the Academy? Um, which academy? I went to Sacred Heart as a kid. Okay, you're fine. So <laughs> they met, <laughs> I think, like a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and they reviewed all 148 submissions that included watching the video. And then they do a secret vote, and that secret vote determines the nominees, which are revealed on the 17th of July with all the other nominees. Okay, so in just a few days, we'll know whether or not you're nominated for an Emmy. That's true. That's, that's true. very, we're very exciting, brother. About a, yeah, we're about a week away. It's oh, crazy. Oh, that's so cool. I know. I I refer to it as Schroding, Schrodinger's Emmy nomination. Oh, yeah. It? I've seen, I've seen that's your That's right. Your I changed Twitter my Twitter. Handle. Yes. We're in that great time where it exists and does not exist. Yeah, exactly. You are either a, a live cat in a box or a dead cat in a box. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Is it hard taco shells? It's hard taco shells. People of the world... We had a large field of nominees, shorter than 148. We reviewed the history of the tortilla. We reviewed the history of Taco Bell, including many of its notable moments that involved Space Station Mir and Mountain Dew. But we knew the answer all along. You got to have that proper crunch. You want the shell. Yes, the shell's going to fall apart in your hands. That's part of it. That's all part of it. And it does provide that specific texture. And, and you're 100% right, Mark. That texture is important. That is the texture of a taco. I will go with a soft shell flour sometimes just for ease of eating it because I am I may be in the car and I don't want to get a mess everywhere. And I know that's the easiest way to do it because it's rolled into a tube. But I, I want that proper taco shell. I like the puzzle of figuring out how to eat it. Nobody just picks up a taco shell and is able to eat it. You always have to look at it. Like it's a Rubik's cube and try and figure out your way around it. How will I solve this mystery of how to eat this taco? Can I interrupt for a half a yes, second and tell please, you a, get in a really rewarding way that I like to eat a taco sometimes? Yes. That is, that is insane. I realize. Shoot. Don't start at the side. Like you're too, like you're, like you're looking at a, like if you're looking at the taco as a mouth. Uh huh. Kiss it right on the lips. Get that big bite full of, uh, full of all of the supreme toppings. Top middle. Really? Top of the curve. Top of the curve. And that at the, Not always. At the end, you just Every once have like a little kayak of meat yeah, at the yeah. bottom? Yeah, you, you have a little meat kayak. 
Well, I like that. Anyway, anyway, continue, please. Anyway, look, if it's good enough for Batman, it's good enough for us. <laughs> and that picture of Batman is holding a hard shell corn, uh, corn hard shell taco. That is the best taco shell. So it's hard shells, Kyle. Thank yeah. you for asking. And for everybody there who wants specifics, it is just the, the good old fashioned hard shell corn taco, the OG. Yeah. The OG taco shell asked. Nah, not the OG, but, uh. Sure. The current winner. Not the paper and gunpowder version. Right. But that is the winner. More what I was saying, like, let's not, let's not give, uh, Glenn Bell too much credit for a, uh, a Mexican dish. And hey, look, you may not have the generosity of a Taco Bell, uh, whose foundations hit the $10 million mark in 2002, <laughs> and that those donations supported more than 500,000 at-risk teens participating in the Teen Supreme program. Good but job, you can, Teen Supreme. Yeah, you really are. You're the gordita of charity. <laughs> in that you would not expect this thing to be wrapped around the insides, and yet it is. <laughs> It's a hard shell taco, and it's a corn hard shell taco, asked and answered. This topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss, so please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or... Sorry, did you know in 2010, the new TacoBell.com site launched? <laughs> From food to jobs to store locations, everything you want to know about Taco Bell is now just a click away. We mourn the loss of our founder, Glenn Bell, one of our country's greatest entrepreneurs and innovators. His legacy lives on in our people and our brand. And you can discuss that over email at WeGotThisPodcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group to the Glenn Bell RIP thread. That's Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash We Got This Podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. Thanks to Glenn Bell, and thanks to you, our <laughs> listeners, for giving us an opportunity to sit and talk about tacos for 40 minutes. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. Tenemos. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.